Hey, it's so good to be back with you uh, here online for church this week. And I'm just uh, so excited that, uh, that things are changing in our province and things are shifting here in, uh, in our nation um, from a COVID perspective, of course, is what I'm referring to. And we're beginning to see uh, just some things change and open up again. And so maybe this past weekend, you finally got to step into a store other than a grocery store or a pharmacy. In other words, you got to walk into home hardware, you got to walk into the home furniture store and scriber, you got to walk into the olive house. Uh, maybe you got to go to places that you haven't went in. Maybe you're watching this uh, on a different day or a night instead of Sunday morning because you took off to the city just so you could walk into a store this weekend. Now, I know it sounds kind of silly, but this is a day that we have been praying for for a long time, and, and maybe we're not all the way there yet, and maybe we've been here before, and things have gone back, and they've gone back and forth, but um, we are seeing an answer to some of our prayers. Now, with that said, our church is currently still meeting online, and it's not about, uh, you know, when we can meet together, we want to meet together. It's not trying to see how much, how far can we go. Um, but as we know, we have some things that we want to do in our building that we got to get cleaned up. You can't see it here, but our floor needs to be cleaned. We need to get a few things organized in our building. And so we're looking forward to doing that. And so we're going to partner with you as our church family to get these things done sooner than later. And then uh, we'll meet as a leadership team and go over some of our reopening plans here in the very near future. But uh, as we get started today, last week we started a series called Dangerous Prayers. Dangerous Prayers. And you say, Pastor Gary, what kind of prayer is a dangerous prayer? And I would love to know how many of you last week paid attention to what the message was. Now I hope that you were listening, I hope that you were paying attention. And, and I know that it even spoke to my own heart and my own life as I was praying about last week and I was praying about this week uh, of what it is that we need to share. Now, I don't know what your prayer life is like personally. Uh, I don't know what your prayer life was like growing up, but sometimes it's really easy to get into patterns. And maybe I'm speaking a little bit more personal here, but for me, it's really easy to get into patterns where I completely ignore God. And you say, but, but Gary, you're the pastor. You're supposed to talk and pray with God all the time, and you're absolutely right. But there's a difference between praying to God in order to prepare a sermon. There's a difference between praying to God in order to lead through a certain situation as opposed to praying to God just so I can have a conversation with my Heavenly Father. And so this is something that, like, I'll just be transparent and honest, is that I have to create time in my life and create time in my day, in my weeks, and my months, that I intentionally spend time with the Father so that I, as a human being, can grow close to Him because He has drawn close to me. And He desires that you, as an individual, and me, as an individual, would connect in a close, intimate, and personal way. And here's the thing. If I, as your pastor, have a good, spiritual, solid depth and relationship with God, it means that I am a healthy leader. I am a healthy pastor. 
And as a healthy pastor, it means that I can lead you to become and to continue to be a healthy church and he can help you be a healthy son and daughter of the Most High King. And so this series is going to help challenge us to grow in our faith with God. So last week, we jumped back. We've been in the book of Acts. It wasn't really my plan. Just kind of felt the way the Spirit lead us. I actually had some other things on the go for this season, which we're still going to get to, but just not yet, because I really feel we need to, we need to remember as we, as we think about who we are as a church, who we are as individuals, who are we in God's eyes? And we are his children, and he desires to have a relationship with us, but he also has plans for you, and he has plans for me, and he has plans for us collectively as a group. And so we want to put ourselves in a position where we are hearing and speaking to God on a regular basis. Now, I don't know, I said, what your prayer life has been like growing up. Maybe you've been in church your whole life. Maybe you grew up in a different church, in a different tradition. Or maybe you didn't grow up in church at all. It doesn't matter. Uh, but maybe, maybe your prayer life is something like this. God is good. God is great. Let us thank him for our food. By his hands, we are fed. Thank you, Lord, for daily bread. Amen. Now, I love those simple little prayers uh, that we teach. I mean, I learned that as a young child. Actually, it was in daycare. I learned the first part. And then when I went to school, I learned the second part that we would pray over our lunch break all the time. God is good. God is great. Let us thank him for our food. By his hands we are fed. Thank you, Lord, for daily bread. Now, I, there's another one that's escaping me, but it's thank you, God, for birds that sing and tweet. And there's all these, my mother would probably be able to tell it to you, but, and those are good prayers, right? It's good to, to get in the habit of, of being thankful and recognizing the provision in front of us is from God. Nothing wrong with them. But how many of us go beyond those simple, safe prayers? And it, I mentioned this last week. Sometimes you just pray, okay, God, thank you. Keep us safe as we travel or watch out for us. And, and, and again, there's nothing wrong with those simple prayers. But sometimes our prayers stay kind of in the safety zone. Now, I don't know if you're watching playoff hockey or not, but... I, I'm, I'm not a huge hockey fan. I'm not a huge sports fan. But when it comes to the playoffs, I do enjoy watching some hockey. Now, here's what I will say. is It's probably just being an Ontario thing. But generally speaking, I would say that I am a Leafs fan. I'm not like a hardcore Leafs fan. I will not cheer for Montreal. I'm sorry. I know we have a lot of Montreal Canadian fans. You can still follow Jesus and be a Canadians fan. There's just a different level of heaven for you. I'm just kidding. Just totally kidding. But let me just say this. We all know that by the time the Leafs, if they make the playoffs, guaranteed they're going to choke, right? And I think, I'm not, again, I'm no hockey expert, but what happens is, is they get ahead and then they start to play it safe. And when they start to play it safe, they start to lose, right? It's not that they, there, maybe there's an arrogance there, but they, they or, or maybe, whatever, we can, we can go into this for a long time. But the point is, they start to lose when they get on the defensive instead of on the offensive side. When they start to play it safe, they stop scoring goals. And then they get tired and beaten down and worn out, and then the other team scores on them. And it's the same thing in our spiritual lives. If we are not working on the offensive side of things, if we are always playing it safe, if we're always praying it safe, see what I did there? Playing it safe, praying it safe, 
then we're always going to feel this defense mechanism. We're always going to be praying out of a reaction instead of out of being proactive. And so this series is really going to help us be proactive in our prayer life so that we can soar through and understand the things that God has planned for our lives. Now, if you want to talk about bold prayers, head over to last week's message, thenorthshore.church media. You'll find the message there, Dangerous Prayers Part 1, Prayer for Boldness. Now, Today, we're going to go through a bit of a different story because prayer is not just talking to God. But here's what I got to tell you. We don't want to play it safe because following Jesus was never meant to be safe. All right, say it with me. Following Jesus was never meant to be safe. We know that there is a spiritual enemy, the devil, Satan, who comes against everything that God does. And that manifests itself in real-world situations. You know, when someone says an unkind word to us, when someone pushes us aside or hurts us, that is an opposition, but it's not necessarily physical. It is a spiritual thing behind it. And so we have to be proactive in our prayers so that we know how to react in those situations but we're not reacting out of defense. We're we're reacting out of love because we've prepared for that moment because we're walking closely with the Father. Now, we're going to talk here in just a minute. You can head over in your Bible. Got mine right here. Got my trusty Bible that I've had since high school, New Living Translation. You can head over to 1 Samuel in the Old Testament, chapter 3. 1 Samuel, chapter 3. And we're going to hear a story today that's going to help us in our prayer life. All right. And so what's amazing about this story is that Samuel is a miracle child. Okay. And and the quick version of his story is this. His mother could not get pregnant. The Lord blessed her with a child. And out of that blessing, she said, "My, my child will serve in service to the Lord. And so she prepares him his entire kid life that one day he is going to be used by God. And that she brings him to the temple or to the tabernacle. And she says to uh, the high priest, Eli, here's my son. He's a gift from God. He's a miracle. And he is going to serve in the temple with you. All right. So that's the quick story. We'll preach on it another time. Really amazing, really amazing moment. Just remember that's the context. And so at this time in the story, Samuel is likely around 12 years old. Now, I don't know what it is, but 12, that, that kind of junior high aged is a really exciting, fun age. Now, of course, in, in Jewish culture and in ancient Hebrew culture, that was really the transition point of a boy becoming a man. And, and it was very much uh, a very uh, important time in a child's life. And so here we see in this moment, he has been set aside by his mom to be used by God. And she's put him in the tabernacle. He's put him close to the Holy of Holies, near the ark, near the presence of God at the time, as a way to say, God, thank you for giving me the desire of my heart. And in turn of your generosity toward me, God, let me give back to you what is, what is yours. And so she dedicates her son to the temple. And so this is what is happening here in this story. Okay, you ready? Uh, let's, let's jump in here. First uh, Samuel chapter 3, right? And uh, we're going to... Um, why don't we just start in verse 1, give you some of the story here. It says this, Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days, messages from God or messages from the Lord 
were very rare and visions were quite uncommon. Remember, we talked Pentecost Sunday and we said in the last days, God would pour out his spirit and we would see lots of visions, we'd see lots of dreams. Well, in this day and age, there was not a lot of message, not a lot of visions. So people weren't quite as familiar with this. Verse 2, one night Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied. What is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out to Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? I didn't call you. My son, Eli said, go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know that the Lord, did not, Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time and once more, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? Let's just pause here for a minute. So the other night, my son Leland got up in the middle of the night. Now, most times our kids generally sleep through the night. Sometimes they get up to go use the washroom, whatever. But I can hear him calling mom and dad. And he just lays in his bed. He's all cute. And he's laying there, mommy, about 1230 in the morning, you know, I'm, you know, sleeping. And I hear him call out, mommy. And I go over to his room and he, you know, what do you, what do you do? You ask, well, what do you need? Why did you call? And he looks at me. He's like, you're not mommy. I called mommy. And I said, I know, but mommy's still sleeping. She's got to go to work in the morning. And so he's like, whatever, he's half asleep. And there was nothing really wrong. He just called and he says, I want a little drink. And Leland likes his little drink before bed. And so I got his little drink and sent him off to bed. You know, and, and thankfully, you know, that was, that was it. But this is kind of the reverse role. Instead of the child calling out to the father, the father's calling out to his son. So... Happens a third time. Here I am, did you call me? And then Eli's, Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, Go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. In verse 10, this is what it says. And the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. What a powerful, powerful, amazing statement. Now, here's one thing that we have to know is Eli is the priest and Eli's sons and Eli's family are doing things that are, that are not honoring to God. They're supposed to be the spiritual leaders of Israel, and yet they themselves are not doing things that are honoring and pleasing to God. But here we see this moment where God says, or Samuel replies when God speaks, he says, Speak, your servant is listening. Speak, your servant is listening. God spoke to Samuel. Samuel heard the voice of God, which is actually really amazing, right? I don't know if you've ever heard an audible voice of God before. I have never heard an audible voice of God. I mean, maybe some of us can picture, you know, Morgan Freeman speaking down as the voice of God that we hear oftentimes in the movies. 
but I have never heard the audible voice of God, and yet I know that I've heard from God. We'll get to that in a little bit. We're going to tell you in just a few minutes how you can hear the voice of God. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you excited? Now, what is really amazing about this is that what God says really isn't all that amazing. In fact, it's not going to help Samuel be very safe at all. And yet Eli told him, speak, your servant is listening. And so Samuel willingly heard from the Lord, speak, your servant is listening. Now, let's go into some Bible trivia here today. Now, how often did God speak? Uh, when he gave an assignment, when God spoke throughout the Old Testament, uh, if you were to look at some of those stories, for example, when God called Noah to build the ark, do you think that that was an easy conversation? I think not. What did God tell Noah? He says, well, we're going to kind of hit the reset button and we're going to kind of restart this whole human population thing. And so you're going to build an ark. You're going to save mankind because I'm going to give you the instructions. I'm going to provide a way for you to be saved. And so, you know, he hears from God, but it's not good news. Um, what about Jonah? Okay, here's another Old Testament here. I like to talk about Jonah quite a bit. Amazing story. One of the best fishing stories where the fish catches the man. Um, he says to Jonah, go to Nineveh. Nineveh is one of the most godless places, one of the most violent cities in the whole world at that time, in the known world. And he says to go to those people who are some of the most violent, some of the most godless, and says, repent or die. And so, of course, we know Jonah being the bitter prophet that he was, he decided, I'm not listening to God. I'm going to go do my own thing. Well, if you read the story in the book of Jonah, you know how that went down. Or how about Mary, the mother of Jesus? You know, this is, this, this is a message I've preached many times. One of my favorite messages that I like to preach on is how do we hear the voice of God? Mary is one of the most beautiful examples that we can think of. You know, she's a teenager, pledged to be married to somebody else. She's a virgin, and yet she is told, Oh, Mary, you are highly favored. And Mary, you are going to have a son. He's going to miraculously appear in your womb, and you are going to give birth to him. Not exactly an easy message. Not exactly the safe choice, at least not by human standards. But we can't play it safe. We can't always be defensive. We have to be proactive in our faith. God will ask, God will speak to us. When we ask God to speak to us, we have to listen to what he says. And sometimes it might convict us. Sometimes when we ask God to speak, it might be hard for us to hear. It might startle us. Maybe it's going to catch us by surprise. It's definitely going to stretch us. You know, how do you make something grow? You stretch it out. That's not really comfortable. You know, as a young child, when they're growing, lots of times they get growing pains. I can remember a few times in my legs when I was young, and they'd hurt for a little while because they're growing, and it, it's stretching. Things are, are shifting, and that's not always a comfortable process. Sometimes what God says to us might even scare us. Oh, no, 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 not going down that path. No way, no way. Sometimes when God speaks to us, it might seem absolutely, extraordinarily impossible. There is no possible way. Of course, we serve a God who's the God of the universe. 
We serve Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. The word impossible does not exist in his vocabulary. And many times it's just simply very uncomfortable. When God speaks to us, it might make us very uncomfortable. So, of course, Samuel hears the voice of God. Samuel hears the voice, and the voice did not say to him, uh, or Samuel didn't say, instead he didn't say, pour out all your blessings on my people. You know, think of the young boy, say, you know, don't let me marry the cutest girl from youth group, or... Uh, You know, let me have the most beautiful wife and we're going to have X number of kids. We're going to have the dog. We're going to get the six-figure income. I'm going to become a YouTube or Instagram influencer. People are going to sponsor me and my videos. No, he doesn't pray any of that stuff, right? It's not, uh, Lord, pour out your blessings on me. No, he says, speak, Lord, I am listening. What an amazing, humble posture. And I think a little bit of Samuel's age has something to do with it, but also the condition of his heart. He has been taught his whole life that he is going to be used by God because he's been a gift from God. Now you, believe it or not, are a gift from God to this world. If you're watching this right now, and for those of you that aren't watching this, obviously you're not going to hear this, but I believe you're placed on this world as a gift from God to the world. You are made in the image of God. The word tells us that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139 tells us that he formed us in our mother's womb. Okay? And so you have a place in this world. And God wants to speak to you. And God wants to use you. And so Samuel is understanding this very much from a young age. And so he's humble enough to say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Now, the word that Jesus, that, sorry, that God speaks to Samuel is not a hopeful or safe passage at all. Verse 11, the Lord said to Samuel, I am about to do a shocking thing in Israel. Remember, this is the first time he has ever heard the voice of God. I'm going to carry out all my threats against Eli and his family from beginning to end. I have warned him that judgment is coming upon his family forever because his sons are blaspheming God and he hasn't disciplined them. So I have vowed that the sins of Eli and his sons will never be forgotten by sacrifices or offerings. Now remember, who was it that told Samuel to speak the words that he did? It was Eli. All right, so in a sense, Eli is taking a step of faith and saying, obviously God's speaking to you, and this is how you respond. And I bet if Eli knew what God was going to say, he wouldn't have told Samuel to speak. (laughs) Samuel stayed in bed until morning, then he got up, opened the doors of the tabernacle as usual. He was afraid to tell Eli what the Lord had said to him, but Eli called out to him, Samuel, my son. Here I am, Samuel replied. What did the Lord say to you? (laughs) what did the Lord say to you? I can imagine going to your mentor and telling them that the Lord says that he's going to pour out his judgment on you and no one will ever forget it. Not exactly the message that you want to share with him. Praying to God means that we listen for him. 
Praying not only says our words speaking to God, but praying is opening our ears to hear from God. But here's the thing. Do not ask God to speak if you do not want to hear what he has to say. Do not ask God to speak if you do not want to hear what God has to say. Now, there's many times in my life, many times in our life, that Elizabeth and I have kind of walked through different seasons, usually in a season of transition, usually a season of change in our life. And, and we, we always know what the answer is before we pray, before we pray. And so it's really easy to hesitate to pray, God, speak to me. God, show me what to do. God, reveal to us the next step. Because we know that he's already spoken and placed it in our hearts. And so we already know by asking that question, we already know what he's going to say. But every time that we have taken that step of faith and God has brought clarity, it's always required us to take a bold step of faith and take a step out of the safety net and continue to pursue the plans that God has for our lives. And it's not always easy. And so we have to be prepared for what God is going to say when we ask God to speak. Now, not everything that God speaks to us is going to be a tone of judgment. It's not always going to be a tone of, of, of worry or fear. But a lot of the times, God is going to ask us to step out of our comfort zone. He's going to ask us to step into things that are unfamiliar to us. It's going to stretch us. It's going to grow us. And we're going to feel the pain of that growth. But we're also going to see the goodness of God walk with us through those moments. And so I don't need to go into the details of our story, but every time we've gone through a transition, it's always been this clear moment, this clear understanding that, you know, this is what God wants us to do. He doesn't want us to go back to this job. He doesn't want us to continue in this job. He wants us to move forward. But in order for us to move forward, there's a lot of things that are uncertain. We need to, to you know, in the case of when we moved here, you know, we knew that God was transitioning and God was changing us and preparing us for this next step in our leadership journey, in our pastoral journey. And we also knew that we wanted to do it well. We wanted to leave our previous church well to come here. And so we had to take a step of faith and say, okay, God, we need X amount of dollars in order to make this transition happen the way we feel that is most honoring to our family and to our church and to the church we're going to. And so we prayed and we said, okay, God, if this is what you want us to do, speak. And of course, we prayed to God and said, is this what you want us to do? Do you really want Elizabeth to not go back to work? And he said, no, I don't. And so then we had to take a step of faith and trust God would provide for our needs in that moment. And guess what happened? God provided for our needs in that moment. We filed our taxes, got a tax return, and it was the exact amount of money we needed to make that transition happen the way we believed God wanted us to. Now, not everything we pray, not everything God says to us is safe. Sometimes we need to step back and listen, because prayer is not just talking to God. Prayer is listening. And the moments that we stand and we pray, we begin to see the wonder of God. We begin to see the God in heaven. So would you be quiet and would you listen? Would you take a minute to be quiet and listen? Prayer is way more accomplished by listening than it ever is by talking. Prayer accomplishes way more when you listen 
as opposed to just talking and asking. Because God, I believe, is always speaking. The question is more, are we listening? And when we're listening, are we willing to hear what God has to say? Because the moment God speaks and the moment he starts saying things we don't want to hear, it's like this video, right? When you get tired of Pastor Gary, all you got to do is hit the stop button, hit the exit button, and go watch something else on YouTube. Continue scrolling through the Facebook feed. I don't want to hear that, Pastor Gary. Next. It's like binging watching a show on Netflix, right? You want to talk about one of the biggest distractions from, from, from prayer, entertainment. And it's so easy. You can sit hours, and I love, I mean, when I want to just, when I'm tired and I want to break, I just want to sit on the couch and I want to watch TV, all right? I love to be lazy. That's, my, that's the lazy thing that I do. But God is always speaking. The question is, are we listening? Speak, Lear, speak Lord, your servant is listening. So let me help us out here today. How do I learn to hear God's voice? Well, Psalm 46. Psalm 46. Very easy first step. If you want to hear God's voice, be still. Be still and know that I am God. Really simple, practical instructions. Psalm 46. God tells us how to experience his presence. Be still. Find a quiet place. You know what I love to do? love to jump on the quad, drive through the bush somewhere, stand on a cliff and look at the lake. Or even just as a right, just in the beauty and the stillness. We live in such one of the most beautiful parts, right? Driving, just driving alone down the highway, in the quietness, being still. You know, God doesn't say, be frantic, be busy, do more, work harder. All good things within reason. What does he say? Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. To hear God's voice, slow down the pace. Turn down the volume of the world. Turn off the news. Turn off the phone. Get off, get off the Facebook. Get off the Instagram. Get off the TikTok. Just turn it off. Find a quiet place. It doesn't even have to be fancy. My wife is taking over a room in our house so she can have a quiet place. I don't want to tell you what the room is. I suggested another spot. And I went to go restock the toilet paper the other day and I found a Bible and a notebook where the toilet paper goes. But she's created a quiet space so she can be still. I don't know if she wants me to tell you that or not. It's good. It's good news. Find a space. Find a time. Make time where you can be still before the Father. You know, the other ways that God speaks is through His Word, the Bible. Full of wisdom. It directs us. It guides us. It corrects us. Sometimes we need correction. Pastor Gary needs a good slap in the back of the head, a good kick in the butt. And the Word does that. Preaching this message, getting ready, listening to Samuel, is how many times do we ignore God because I just don't feel like it. I'm just too tired for that. I'm too busy for that right now, God. Be still and know God speaks through His Word. God will speak through people. And one of the most common people that God speaks to me through is, of course, my wife. She's an amazing woman of God. And as we have conversations together, as we grow in our faith, we challenge one another, we encourage one another, and, and, and I, come to, I come to the office and Pastor Katie, she'll speak something, and maybe she doesn't realize it, but she's speaking on behalf of God as God uses her and uses Brandon. And come to our pastor's council meeting and God speaks wisdom through those voices. And I meet and interact with you, and you little do you know it, as I get together with other believers and other pastors, God speaks to us through people. 
fact, God is using me as your pastor to speak to you right now. And this one I think we can relate to quite a bit these days is that God speaks through circumstances. God speaks through circumstances. You know, maybe you've heard the expression, sometimes God will close the door and he'll open a window. You know, we, we, try, to, we try to make these illustrations, and, and sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. At some point, every illustration falls apart. It's helpful for seasons. But how many of us today would say we're thankful for the doors God closed in our lives? God, I'm so thankful I didn't marry that person. God, I'm so thankful I didn't take that job. God, I'm so thankful that I got fired. <laughs> I don't think we say that in the moment, right? That's a dangerous place to be. It's an unsafe place to be. But we trust that God is in control. We be still and we know that He is God. And so it's hard in those moments. It's not safe. We got bills to pay. We got mouths to feed. Got my own health to be considered of God. We're in this pandemic. What are you trying to, what are you trying to teach us through a global pandemic when, when, when there's so much fear being put out there? And what am I supposed to do? What do you, what do you, what, what in the circumstance? And that's this, those are the moments. I think circumstances are the moments the most where we got to find the quiet place the most to hear the voice of God. And so thankful for technology. So thankful we can find out information at, 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 in a heartbeat. But I'm also so thankful we can turn that off just as fast. We can find the still, quiet place and find our confidence in who God is. Find our hope in who Jesus is. Remember that at the end of the story, Jesus wins. That love wins. That no matter what happens in this world, no matter the circumstance, God is with me. Uh, the other way we know is that God speaks through His Spirit. He prompts us. He moves us. He gives us a language to speak. He speaks to us through His Holy Spirit. He tells us, you know, should I, should I volunteer? Should I not volunteer? Should I take that job? Should I not take that job? Not sure why I think this way. Am I supposed to call that person? Not call that person. Am I supposed to answer the phone or let it go to voicemail? The Spirit speaks to us. Be still. Maybe it's asking the Lord, who do you want me to pray for? You ask the Lord to speak to you, to give you words to speak. Inhale, exhale. Take a breath. Be still. Number two, this is the hard one. Say we can be still. Number two is be willing. Often our prayers can be long babblings. What do you want God to do? Keep me safe. Help me with my headaches. Give me a new boss. <laughs> you know, that's where the headache comes from. What if instead we come to God, instead of coming with a wish list, we just come with the blank page? Instead of coming to God, I mean, God tells us, cast all of our cares upon Him. He says, bring your prayers, bring your needs before the elders. Let them lay hands on you. you know, don't be afraid to do that. When we need a miracle, God is able to provide for the impossible. But be willing when you pray. Be willing to hear from God. Be still. If you want to listen, be still and then be willing. Don't worry about the long babbling prayers. Don't worry about the fancy words. I, I do that. I, that's my, I pray way too much. I, I speak too much when I pray. That's, I'll tell you right off the bat. I talk too much in general. But what if instead we come to God with the wishes, we come with the blank page? Not just asking Him, but asking Him to speak and being willing to listen. 
You know, what if we start the prayer like David, creating me a clean heart? God, show me my sins. Show me the things that I need to change. Show me the things that I need forgiveness for. Show me the way to freedom. Show me how to love my friends and my family, especially right now. How do I show love to the neighbors that are here? How do I show love and compassion and integrity and wisdom, Lord, in these crises that we're facing? What if we just listen and we're willing to say, God, show me how I can serve my church and serve my community. Let's pause and we listen. Proverbs 3, 6. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. If you ever want to know, what in the world does God want me to do? Seek his will in all you do, and Proverbs tells us, he will show you which path to take. Now, here's the warning. Make sure that you've obeyed what God says when he showed you the last time you prayed this prayer. Uh, why don't I sense God? Why don't I feel his presence? Well, maybe he isn't showing you what to do in the future because you haven't done what he said to do in the past. It's never too late to make things right. Maybe he isn't showing you what to do right now or he isn't showing you what to do in the future because you haven't listened to him in the past. Go back to what he said last time. Be still and be willing. And finally today, final way to hear from God. When God speaks, be ready. When God speaks, be ready. You might not want to hear what he has to say. Samuel was willing, he was ready, even though he was scared to talk to Eli. But he was ready. Be ready for what God's going to ask you to do. He might ask you to lead a group of people. He might ask you to go talk to somebody you haven't talked to in a long time. He might tell you to do something really bold and crazy and go talk to a stranger and start talking about Jesus. doesn't want you to be weird, but maybe it would be weird. He's looking for obedience, so you don't know what he's going to ask you to do. Maybe he wants you to experience radical generosity, and maybe, maybe you got a bonus at work, or maybe you made some side money, and all of a sudden God says, you know what, there is someone that has a need right now, and I want you to give that bonus to them. I want you to, to do something completely radical and generous. You know, that, that project they got going on to the church, or that mission's team that they're supporting or the, the the missionaries that they're supporting you know i think i think i want you to give towards that be ready when god speaks maybe he's going to tell you to relocate now i really hope you don't because i don't like when people move away because we miss you but maybe he wants you to move across the province maybe he wants to move to another province maybe he's going to call you to go to another part of the world maybe he's going to tell you to invite your boss to church Pastor Katie, you need to come to church. Okay? Maybe Pastor Katie can invite me to come to church sometime. Uh, for you, maybe young people, not necessarily young people, but maybe he's telling you to break up with your girlfriend or your boyfriend, the person you're dating. Say, look, the plan I have for you is, is really, you know, it's better than, than this right now. And that's going to be hard. It's a big step. But if God says to stop pursuing the relationship and you want to be in the will of God, be still, be willing, be ready. Every time God speaks in the Bible, we might feel, and every time God speaks to us, we might feel unprepared, we might feel unequipped, and we certainly might feel unqualified. 
There's many times it's gonna be intimidating, it's gonna be scary, it's gonna be impossible, but here's the key. Take faith. Have faith. Every time God speaks, have faith. No matter how scary, no matter how hard, no matter how intimidating, no matter how unprepared, unequipped, or unqualified you feel, take great faith. And trust that God is God. And that God is looking out for you. We sang this song, Give Me Faith, to trust what you say. Because you're good. And your love is great. Give me faith to trust what you say. I think we're going to play that song here in a minute. But our words are, speak, Lord. It's a dangerous prayer. Speak, Lord. It's a dangerous prayer. Don't pray if you don't want to hear what he has to say. But take heart. Ask the Lord to give you faith. So God, here we are taking this posture to be still. We recognize that you're God. God, we pray in this moment, and I pray we would take more moments today, this week, where we would be still to hear your voice. I pray, oh God, for our ears to be open, that when you speak to us, I pray that we would have a heart that is willing. Like what Samuel prayed, here I am, your servant. Your servant is listening. Lord, may we have the heart of a servant when we pray to you. That we would be still, we'd put ourselves in a posture. Let me just raise my hands like this, not like this to praise, but like this to receive. Lord, there's nothing magical about it, but I put my hands like this to receive. Take this posture of humility, this posture that I'm ready to receive from you today. Lord, I'm willing. Lord, I'm willing, whatever it is, oh God, you say to me, I'm willing to hear and I'm willing to do. God, and I'm ready. I'm ready to go. God, I'm ready to do the things that you've called me to do. God, I'm ready to say the things that you've called me to say. God, I'm ready to take the step, no matter how big of a step it is, oh God, maybe it is a leap of faith. Lord, but I'm ready to put my faith into action today. I'm ready to not just say I believe in you, but I'm ready to show an action that shows my faith in you. Here I am, I'm still before you. Here I am, I'm willing. Here I am, God, and I'm ready to be used from you. If you want some help walking through this, we, we want to be able to pray with you. We want to be able to walk with you. And that's the beautiful thing about a church family is that we never walk through these things alone that we get to walk through these things together. We get to take the step of faith together. We get to hear the voice of God through one another. And so it doesn't have to be scary. We never have to be alone. But I pray that you would pray the dangerous prayers that would allow God to release you into the things that he's called you to do and who he's called you to be. It's my honor and pleasure to be your pastor. It's my honor and pleasure to serve you today. I look so forward to hearing the reports of what God has spoken to you. I might even call you this week and ask you what God spoke to you. So be ready. <laughs> awesome so much. Thank you so much for joining us for Church Online this week. And we'll see you real soon. Mm -hmm.